Yeah, I don't know if it's a yeah kind of moment right now because uh, it's it's happening this on. fast, Al. It is happening on. this fast. We were talking last segment about, hey, maybe they're going to move the Rams game. Well, now they have. <laughs> it, it is it is moved the Rams, who were originally scheduled to play at 125 on Sunday against the Seahawks at SoFi Stadium, will now play on Tuesday at 4 p.m. at SoFi Stadium. So your Coors Light postgame show will immediately follow that, but Kirk and I will have your Rams countdown to kickoff starting at 2 o'clock. So I'm going to finish. Travis and Sliwa, about one. I'm going to catch my breath, maybe have a sandwich, and then go right back at it. It's Tuesday. I, I can't wait. It's a doubleheader Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we also got, you know, that night uh, Lakers will play the Suns. So that, that's one yeah. of those kind of big tests for the Lakers that will be on the same night as well. So there's going to be a lot going on. And this kind of, you know, really is a very unique time, very unique time. And I know we've said that a lot over the last, what has it been now? Um, you know, almost two years literally you know think about years, it, like a year and nine months something like yeah. that but it's been so weird you know it just kind of seeing games shuffle can you imagine the league offices right now trying to figure things out and uh i'm sure there's a lot of people that have their own personal stories of oh man this friend or this person just tested positive as well and you're trying to make plans for the holidays and trying to figure all that out so it's a it's a crazy time and we'll do our best to just kind of pass on the information as we get it Yep, so Rams have been moved. Rams will play Tuesday at 4 o'clock. So no Sunday game for the Rams. So go play golf, go Christmas shopping, go do, go do something. Oh, yeah, you got actual you, an actual hey, weekend. Hey, look, I, uh, I'm i sorry the people are on the list, but I got uh, a, a weekend. I'm not. Uh, it's not the end of the world. I'll find something to do. We were talking about this earlier. We were talking about uh, you're going to do your Christmas shopping this weekend. No, no time like December 18th to really – get into it and uh, try to tomorrow, knock that Tomorrow's out. my day. Not this weekend. Tomorrow is my dedicated day. Uh, just, you know, get up, get ready, and uh, let's get at it. And so you were talking about your mall habits, like the way you go through it, which brings us to this Ask Slee from Crypto Ray. And Crypto Ray says, how do you handle the aggressive kiosk salesperson? Do you fast walk, no yep. look, or do you mm-hmm. take the free sample and just not buy anything? Hashtag Ask Slee. 100% make eye contact. Tell them uh, appreciate it but not interested. And I keep walking. Now, listen, they they get the appreciate not interested. This is all part of the sales pitch here. So <laughs> That's just opening you know, line. That's level them. one. That's level <laughs> yeah. one. Okay, quick, let's get to level two. Uh, you know, they'll might spray something on something. Hey, Ooh, hey can you come here for a second? Hey, hey, can you – or you know what? They might just spray it on me as I walk by. Like, you want to go? <laughs> go ahead and go. You're still going to get the spray. Um, but I will acknowledge and I will let them know I'm not interested and then I keep it moving. Okay, so it's keep it's kind it of moving. you can kind of have a little fun with this if we're being if we're being entirely honest because they see you come right. You're you're walking down the corridor and their little kiosk of little remote controlled helicopters is right there in the middle and they've got the one floating in their hand and they're they're doing their thing and they see you coming and maybe you have a, a kid that's eight years old that's with you. And they know that if an eight-year-old sees that thing, he's going to want it, right? Oh, they're not paying attention to you. They're (laughs) keying in on the eight-year-old, correct. But if you, from a distance, Mm -hmm. hard eye contact that guy, like, don't you dare. Don't you just got to give there? That's it's that look, right? Like okay, yeah, I, I am, I am the wrong guy. We're just trying to no, sell no, no, a couple, no, couple no, 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 toys here. You, you don't understand. Spirit here. You don't get it. You don't get it because you have not had to deal with this for years. Yep. It's one of these things. That guy knows that that kid's going to create enough problems for me that I'm going to spend the nine bucks. But it's nine bucks every thirty feet, and it's nine bucks all the time. So it's not just knocking it out once. You know, I'm not the guy. 
I am not the guy that you want to pitch this to because it's going to be bad for you. And it's kind of a fun game to see how far away you can get that guy to break eye contact with you. If you just stare through him like you do not even want to start mini helicopter guy with me, you can kind of back that guy down and he'll go find the other dad on the other side. Got to be honest with you, all that you just did right there just made me wish I was at a kiosk when you were driving, when you were walking by. Because when I, if I got that eye contact, okay, okay, that's how aggressive we want to be here. Yes. Come here, little guy. What's up, buddy? What's your name? No, because hey. then very quickly I am grabbing the young man yep. by the uh, by the arm and yep. say, hey, come, come over here a second. I'm putting the hand up and saying, I'm grabbing him by the other <laughs> arm. Say, come on over. Then here. you're going to jail. I'm saying, listen, <laughs> we're not doing that. Back up. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna say it just Probably loud enough. I'm going to say it just loud enough to make him say, it ain't worth it. Hey, no, get away, back up, and we're going to keep moving. I love how the kiosk guy was – I'm trying to think, but the way you set up this kiosk guy was as if it was a much more dangerous situation. (laughs) Well, I mean – I don't know what's going I was on just with going to sell him a hacky sack, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> no, you, that's, but that's exactly. Uh, will. Yes, we'll you were going to go. What you're basically doing is I would need 10 bucks out of your wallet. So by the time you get to the end of the mall, you've already lost the hacky sack. That, that, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. You, you, I, I'm very excited for when little Sliwas populate your house. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all of these things that you're looking at me like, what are you, out of your mind? And you're saying, Trav, the kiosk guy yeah, tried, to, tried to sell me the mini helicopter yesterday. You don't understand. It was $23, and I had to get it. So you're right about all that. I just wouldn't stare through him oh, yeah. at, into the soul it's of funny. his uh, heart as he uh, just is simply you know trying to get us. I'm going to wait for the next guy. I'll just, I'll just get the next guy. <laughs> this, is, this is not worth my time. I'm going to wait for the next guy. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, USC schedule couldn't be any better than it is for them. That if you said to Lincoln Riley, hey, listen, here's what I need you to do. Give me your dream schedule. Write down what you would like to do. And what Lincoln Riley would probably turn in in that first year is, hey, is there any way I can not play Oregon and Washington? Sure, got it, done. Um, Can I have nearly twice as many home games as road games? Yep, sure, we got you covered. Um, Can I not leave the Coliseum for the entire month of November? Yep, we got you covered there too. How about one of my non-conference games is against Rice? Yeah, we got you covered there. And how Can about we get if Notre Dame a little bit later <laughs> down the road, see if things are kind of built enough where it could be the difference of us making a, a bowl game or a Done. bowl game or not? Done. We got you covered on that too. And right before UCLA, how about a bye week? That's their schedule. They don't play Oregon or Washington. You the the, the Notre Dame game when they play in South Bend, it's early. When they play at SC, it's late. That That's the way that that goes. So those are kind of set up. Their non-conference games are Notre Dame every year, whatever. Rice, terrible football team. And, yep. and Fresno State, who's actually pretty good and a tough team to beat, but at least you get them at home and all of these things. It is a perfect schedule for them. They, they couldn't have been set up for more success than that schedule. What would you say, seven home games versus four road games? Seven to four. All right, seven to four. His first year as the coach, um, the the tough games you have at Stanford could be a tough game. It sure. just typically is. That's that's not an easy one. The Fresno State that you mentioned, but it's at the Coliseum. Um, at Utah, that's is the toughest a, game on the schedule. Where is that? October fifteenth. That's that's the toughest game on the schedule. Yep. But like you just mentioned, think about the path some of these other universities have to go through to go try to have a. 
ten and one season or to go eleven and zero or to just be in that conversation where when the rankings come out of what's the top four, you're okay. What are we? Are we seventh? Are we fifth? Are we? I don't think you you're, you're 100 percent right. He has a little bit of a runway here with uh, with uh, you know USC, where not only is he not going to be expected in his first season to go undefeated or blah blah blah. Those are all unrealistic expectations, but he's got a schedule that will play to his advantage. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a that's a great start for Lincoln Riley, and hasn't even started yet. Well, so, so throw this out there. You say you know to, the expectations to go undefeated are, are they're unrealistic until you look at this. And and I they're not going to run the table. Somebody's going to because they just don't have enough good players yet, right? They they will eventually, but if they even do moderately well in the remaining recruiting period, right? Let let's say between now and I think it's February first when it's said and done, um, they go they pick do, up some people. They go pick up some people. Mm-hmm. L- look at that schedule. That look, Stanford had a good recruiting class so far, and, the, and SC and Stanford always play close games. Those games are are always close. Yeah. So I I agree with you. That's tough. Well, coach, Fresno sure. State's tough. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, other than that Utah game, is super winnable. So if you get off to a good start and beat Stanford, beat Fresno State, now we're cooking, right? Now all of a sudden you've got you got to go to Oregon State. That's a layup. Arizona State, you know, whatever. Washington State, both of those games at home. You have to go to Utah. You could get to October 27th to 22nd, or excuse me, October 15th, going into that game having not really had to do a whole lot to be undefeated. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really does set up. They're, they're not going to run the table. That's not what I'm saying. Yep. But a one or two loss season with this schedule is super in play. And by it's, the way, a one or two loss season out of the pack puts you in a pretty good spot. It's, uh, it, it's, I, I like the way you kind of framed it because th- this is what could happen with USC. I know it's a long way to go. I know it's us kind of going out of our way to talk about SC in December. Yes, but the schedule just came out. So usually when it comes out, the first thing you start looking at is, man, that's a tough – man, you got you got that many tough games. And you know what? How many, how many games can SC win this upcoming season? Based on this schedule, Trav, I think you and I were talking about it. If they – so they got 11 games – if they went eight and three, and I just throw the eight and three number out there, and I'm just making the comparison of where they just were 15 mm-hmm. minutes ago to that's all of a sudden overnight that becomes the expectation. Eight and three doesn't sound like anything crazy, correct? Just looking at the schedule, Not at all. Eight, that that's Not basically at all. saying you lost against. Let's say you lost against the good ones, Utah. You yeah. lost. Let's say you lost against Notre Dame, and then pick another one out of that mix. Maybe it's a tough road game at uh, at Stanford, and maybe it's yeah, the you, you lose Fresno a conference State game, game somewhere. Sure, okay. Eight and three in his first season accomplishes what you were hoping for. Is the tide starting to churn? Is the momentum starting to shift? Is the Coliseum packed again? Are recruits now across the country saying, hey, uh, guess what? SC looks like they're getting that swagger back. And this schedule gives them that opportunity to, to, to have that type of realistic goal. You know what's interesting, too, is that – Bowl season starts tonight. There, there's a, a bowl game tonight. We know that Jimmy Kimmel Bowl is coming up on Saturday. So it's bowl season. And bowl games, it, it's interesting because there, obviously there are the big ones, the semifinal games. Those are super important. And there are some games that are prestigious like the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl and thing, things like that that have some mm-hmm. prestige as, associated with them. But The Bahamas Bowl. <laughs> sure. Yep. Most of these games come down to one team's happy to be where they are and the other team is not, right? The, the one team thought claim, that they should be in a better one. Roofclaim.com bowl. <laughs> sure, that one. Yep. Um, if SC does what you just said, say they go 8-3, and 9-2, mm-hmm. and, and they end up in a Rose Bowl situation, 
and they win the Rose Bowl, look out. Mm-hmm. L- look out because that's one of those – that would be a very, very meaningful win for them. Let's say – and let's say they're playing Ohio State, right? Let's say Ohio State thought they were going to get into the Final Four, and all of a sudden they're not. They get relegated to the Rose Bowl because they got knocked out by Michigan like happened mm-hmm. this year. And all of a sudden they're – they don't really want to be there in the first place. They thought they were going to be over here, and all of a sudden you get to go pound a team like Ohio State, and you win the Rose Bowl against Ohio State in that primetime matchup. These are when those bowl games matter, when all of a sudden you get a really big win like that, whereas if you go to play in the Holiday Bowl and you beat up Wisconsin, who really cares? Yep. Right? It's just it, 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 this first season for him set up like this, it's like the entire conference said, hey, how can we get SC back so we all look better? How about if we give them this schedule? Hmm. It, it just it benefits the entire league. Benefits everybody, and you know bowls like the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, um, which San Diego State is in. Uh, I just want to kind of throw out these are in the big Frisco, bowl Texas. games yeah. that you're that you're targeting. Um, okay, I know we got a lot of NFL to get into, but I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Today's stat hero of the day, the Kansas City Chiefs. It was the Chiefs' tenth win of the season, uh, becoming the fifth team in NFL history to win ten games in seven straight seasons. They've won seven games in a row, Trav. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sportsbook that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 100% deposit match. Uh, interesting game last night. I know, I know we got a lot to get into on that front. Yeah, when it when is having a philosophy a good idea? When does it cost you football games? I think we saw one or the other last night. It's Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, so the Friday winner for Santa Slee is Chad Dobler in Norwalk. Chad, congratulations. How you feel today? Pretty good. I'm excited. I've been calling all week. Oh, good. I'm glad you Appreciate finally it, won. Chad. Thank you. Absolutely. So you know the drill. You got to pick a box, Trav and Slee, Mason and Ireland, or Sedano and Cap, which one you want. I'll go with Travis and Slee. There you go. The 710 ESPN 12 Days of Christmas. The Travis and Sliwa Box. Congratulations. You win a two-night stay at Fantasy Springs Resort Casino. Plus dinner for two and golf for two. Fantasy Springs Resort Casino offers world-class gaming at a desert oasis setting, and it's just a short drive from L.A. Fantasy Springs Resort Casino. Chad, what do you think, buddy? Does that work for you? A quick little holiday gift there. Uh, you'll get a chance, Fantasy Springs Resort Casino. We appreciate you, uh, you know, obviously listening to the uh, the station, and hopefully you enjoy that fantastic resort for a couple of days. Yeah, that's awesome. Appreciate it, guys. All right, man. You Thank got you. it, Chad. Congratulations. Santa Slee is coming down your chimney. The 710 ESPN 12 Days of Christmas. Just keep listening for Santa Slee to come down your chimney. Santa Slee is coming to town. Look, I, I, um, the, the Laker and Nets game on Christmas is awesome. 
right? Yeah, I, I, I have a I take get on how you feel about this one. I, 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 on I get yep. that. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me I can go out to the yeah. desert yeah, and eat this. and stay and play golf on someone else's dime, give, give me that. The, the okay. more I think about it, I think that's the best one in the box. That's well, amazing. Because you had a look on your face like it's almost as if you're hoping that not all those go out. And then, you know, when Christmas <laughs> is over, you can ask Tommy and just be like, hey, just I'm throwing it out there. Did you guys use all those? Um, I, I, that's that's the vibe I got, the facial I, expression. That well, I, I was just I was hearing the, the prize be read off. I'm like, this is fantastic. I, that is you great. get to go eat and play. I, you know how much I like to play golf. Yep. Golf's expensive, man. Mm-hmm. If you can get a, a round of golf on somebody else's dime, that's tremendous. Go go setup. get a steak and a you know maybe a, a beer or a martini or something. Who doesn't want to go do that? You yeah, can I, go to your Laker game. That's cool, too. But give me the steak and martini and golf. Get out of here. Sounds you sold, fantastic. I think you sold a lot of people. I think you're going to watch the game from <laughs> Yeah, I got hotel. a TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could get that done for sure. Travis Lee is brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. All right, so the Chargers lose in overtime last night, 34-28. to Really good game. Really fun game to watch. But the Chargers opted to go for it over and over and over again. They had yeah. three different opportunities to kick field goals, one towards the end of the first half, the one to open the game, basically. They, they ran the, the kickoff back to the five-yard line and then went for it four times in a row and didn't get in. They got no points after a 95-yard kickoff return. Uh, and it just felt like not taking the whole game into consideration. I get it. I like being aggressive. I like coaches that are risk-takers and willing to go for it, but – at some point, the emotional component of this has to come in that we can't return the kick 95 yards and get no points. we got to at least throw a three spot up there and get some momentum for, for the rest of the game. Okay. I'm not saying this is the, the most exciting brand of sports, but let me give you an example here. Uh, it's the guy at the plate just swinging for the fences. And there are times you're saying, bro, if they're throwing balls, take a couple of these balls, <laughs> go sit on first base, and let's see if we can manufacture some runs. It's the team that's just jacking up threes in the NBA. And, you know, you got a coach basically telling you that, uh, guys, if you take a couple dribbles in, you have a layup. Like, just get the points, too. Like, it's okay that it doesn't have to just be a three, get the two. I I don't understand. I mean, you look at the standings right now, and we're talking about the Chiefs winning seven games in a row, pretty much locking up the AFC West. That's, That's what was at stake yesterday. Trav, I don't understand how the the Chargers are not atop of that division, and this they is be. you know somebody that I, I've I've made it very clear I don't root for the Chargers. Um, they're not a bad football team. What you can't have happen in the league, your coach should not lose you a game. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so as the game progresses, things are going to happen. Maybe sometimes it's a judgment call. No, you know what? I think we got to go for it on this fourth down. I have my reasons why. If I fall flat on my face, that's okay. But I have a gut feeling about this. Or strategically, I think it's the right move to make. This dude was leaving points on the table. It seemed like every other possession. You know, to start off the game, you said he left three points on the board. How about to end the first half? Yeah, no, you're right. When you have a chance to go up 17 to 10, you'd have 17 unanswered points. All the momentum is going your way. It was weird because you're watching the Chiefs walk into the uh, the locker room. I'm like, why do the Chiefs have feel like they have some swag and they didn't even really do anything? Like they, they gave up 14 straight points, so I can't understand it. I'd love to hear. I haven't heard the actual clips from yeah. Brandon Staley, I, I've li- or I've uh, read them, but I'd love to hear kind of his so, tone of voice of it. So let's hear from him talking about how he was very comfortable with the decisions that they were making on fourth down. Here's the head coach of the Chargers. 
Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the mindset no matter who we play. Uh, but, you know, I felt really comfortable with all of those decisions. And, uh, you know, the first one, it's a you know, perfect pass. And, and, you know, just you have this, this really, you know, tragic thing happen, you know, on the way down. And, uh, you know, the one at the end of the half, I, I, I love that. And, and then you just, you know, you know, we just missed Jared on the stick, you know, and um, that's the way we're going to play around here. I get it. I get it, and I, I and I, I like it for the most part, right? I, I like the, I, I like the idea of this is how we play. We're going to be very aggressive. We're going to try to score a touchdown at every opportunity rather than kick a field goal. And I need everybody on board. I need everybody to understand that we are an aggressive football team. But you also can't just have one shot in your bag, right? You need you need to at least say, okay, listen. We are an aggressive football team, and we're going to go for it a bunch. But in this particular situation, this is the wrong decision. We have to have points right here. I need to. You need to be able to think. You need a philosophy. I get it. You need culture. I get it. I think Sean McVay has done as good a job with that as anybody because the Rams' culture under Jeff Fisher was terrible. It was stale and old and boring and Todd Gurley said it best we're running a middle school offense and that was the culture we're just going to punt and hope to get lucky and get a, a defensive score and Sean McVay came in and totally rewrote the book Brandon Staley grew up in Sean McVay's you know universe and so I get what he's trying to do he's trying to create culture but you gotta think you can't just say this is what we do and this is how we're going to do it and I liked our chances and we just missed it fine but you need to be able to, in the moment, say this is actually not the time to be aggressive. It's a time to take some points. And because look, they outplayed the Chiefs last night. Chiefs got a couple of big plays, big drives, and they're really, really good. You but kept the Chargers them alive. Were, yes, kept the Chiefs three alive. times. Absolutely. And I think that that's a good example of as Brandon Staley mm-hmm. coaches more in this league, and he's a good coach. He will realize that it can't just be we do this. It can be we do this most of the time, but there are exceptions to the rule. So, you know, when I when I hear that quote, it sounds – Trav, I don't know how to tell – it sounds – he sounds stupid. He sounds it, – it, it sounds dumb to have that perspective after you just watched what you, what you saw and say, no, that's exactly what we wanted to do. No, no, I don't care – this is the type of team that we're going to be. What does that mean, that the type of team that you're going to be? That you're going to be – you're not going to take common sense into a perspective that you're not going to – you hurt your team yesterday. Yeah. You. The reason why the Chargers are not top of the AFC West is because of decisions that you made in that game that dictated the game. You, you mentioned this, that the, the Chiefs were – the Chiefs hung around that game not because the Chiefs were good enough to hang around in that game. They're good enough. Of, of course they sure. are. I know they hung mean. around because the coach of the Chargers decided not to take advantage of opportunities. He left them around. You give you give Patrick Mahomes and and Kelsey and and some of these other high this high powered offense that has has had incredible amount of success in the NFL. You give them a, a second chance, a second life. You do that more times than not. You're going to end up losing the game. They lost the game, but it almost kind of bothers me listening to his post game comments. The the fact of the, well, this is who we're going to be. How about That's, you make adjustments as the yeah, game goes on? I, that that part about, doesn't bother me as much. That's NFL coach 101. The, the next time one of these guys admits they blew it, it'll be the first. <laughs> this they're, they're, That's no, how they're I, wired. I disagree. I disagree because I've heard Mike Tomlin sit. I've heard Sean McVay sit there. I've heard some of these coaches say, "Listen, I'm gonna I could have done a better job. I, I should have done this. They, I should have done that." They Stay say that. To, Staley to stand in front of that microphone and pretend like everything was okay, every decision he made was right, is that's 
they they will say things like we need to do a better job and I put us in a bad position. You'll get one of those once in a blue moon, but I can't think of any where they say, you know what, if I could do that again, I would do it differently. That, that, that never comes. And so that he went in there and said, this is how we play. We go for it on fourth down. I, that's what I expected from him. I, I really didn't expect. Lost in the game. It, I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I, it did. But if you're waiting for an NFL head coach to be nuanced in his thinking with the media, keep waiting. <laughs> Good luck. Let's try Hacienda Heights. CP, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Uh, hey. Lifelong Chargers fan here. Or um, it was a tough game yesterday, but uh, a couple of things that you guys are saying that I don't, I don't really agree with. Chat, uh, Steve, honestly, man, I love you, but you just sound like a scorned Charger fan with what you're talking about right now. You're just you're not understanding. Brandon Staley, this is his offense. This is what he does. Um, I think we got shaken up by that Donald Parham injury in the first. Uh, I mean, like whether it was the first drive of the game, we should have scored points on that opening kickoff return. But Travis, what I'm talking about with you is you you. You're trying to say that like, you got to have more than one trick in your bag, but we just sat on the radio for four weeks and listened to you talk about how Sean McVay didn't have that trick in his bag because he wasn't winning the football. You're right. Uh, the Rams had one good. The Rams had one good week, Travis. One good week. They, they beat the Cardinals by seven points, and now everything's fixed in your eyes. So we had no. one bad game, and we made we made one one, one mistake. I don't think you okay. can blame that. No, let's talk about this. It's By the way, I, I, and, I like I like both of his points, and, and yeah, I do I'll too. address what he said in a second. But you, I, I, I do too. Look at him coming out, jabbing a little uppercut at Sliwa. Go with Travis with a haymaker. I like it. <laughs> Here, here's the deal. I agree with CP and what he said about Sean McVay gets stuck in the one shot. The Sean McVay one shot, the the equivalent of Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down over and over again is Sean McVay passes the ball. We're gonna pass. We're gonna throw it. We're gonna throw it. We're gonna throw it. We're gonna throw it. That's his identity. I get it. That's their culture. That's how they go about it. But we've seen him go the other way occasionally. Go back to the end of last season when basically after Jared Goff cost them one too many games, I think it was the uh, San Francisco game, where basically Sean McVay threw up his hands and said, our quarterback has to play better. Mm -hmm. What happened after that was Cam Akers just started carrying the ball over and over and over. They became a run-heavy team. Finally, and and CP, you're right, through that three-game losing streak with Tennessee, um, San Francisco, and Green Bay, they didn't run the ball. But finally, against Jacksonville, they said, we're just going to pound the you-know-what out of this, mm-hmm. and it worked. They came back the next week against Arizona. It wasn't quite as run-heavy, but he had it 19 times. Sonny Michelle carried it 19 times. He got there eventually. It took him a long time, and I do think – and I don't think everything's fixed, but that was a very different team than we saw in the three weeks before, that they are a more balanced team. They're a more difficult team to defend because they do two different things. Okay, so – CP saying that uh, I sound like a spoiled or a a, a bitter Charger a fan, a scorned Charger fan. By the way, he's right. I mean, I I don't I don't <laughs> I, I definitely don't you know hide that part. But I could also be objective. They had a chance to win the division, or they had a chance to be a top of the division yesterday. I don't want to, travel. You and I started by talking about how much they played really good football yesterday. They look like a team that can can go with anyone in the AFC. This could have been their second win in a row against the Chiefs, and you're on top of the AFC West. That's not a small thing. That's huge. What you need in a predicament like that, in a situation like that, be smart as well. Have the combination of, hey, we have the you-know-what to go for it on fourth down, but we're also not going to be idiots. I'm not going to go to a casino and take my savings and every, you know, well, you know what, this is just how I live my life. And you know what, if I lose this money, if I lose it today, I'm going to make some money. And it's I'm my philosophy. Right back, I'm coming right back to the casino. <laughs> it's how I gamble. Listen, <laughs> if you took your savings and you went to the casino and you lost it all, 
I'm assuming that you might rethink of doing that again once you get you know your money saved. But I, that's You're supposed that's to get part. a king. I had I had an eleven. You're supposed to double down right there. I'm supposed to get a king. I'm yeah, just telling you. You got I played six. it the way I'm supposed to play it. Yeah, it it, it sounds. It yeah. it doesn't sound smart. That's all I'm saying is that was not just a regular game. Trav a chance to go atop the AFC West. And every time you had an opportunity to just go get points, you can take this from a one-score game to a two-score game, from a one-point lead to a four-point lead. You didn't go take advantage of those opportunities. I do feel like that was the difference of the game. This is exciting. And here, here's what's exciting about this. Yeah. Charger fans, what's going on? Charger fans are fired up about their team. They're fired up about Brandon Staley. They're fired up about play calls and should they or shouldn't they. They're defending the coach. This is this is unexplored territory, Al. We got more phone calls coming up next. Plus the Lakers. Can they start to string some wins together that have a little bit more meaning than the three we've seen before? That's next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. They will next time. I've already taken care of that. Yeah. Geeter and I have communicated, and he's got an ass Lee ready for you the next time you go on set, Al, so we're covered. I look forward to that day. <laughs> I'm, that I'm still trying to get a message to Jim Hill and, and everyone else here in local media to make sure that uh, we've, got the, we, we've got it covered. Can I, can I confess I appreciate something? your thoughts and your concerns. <laughs> no, no concerns. I just want to make sure that uh, we're all well taken care of with Ask Slees. Um, this is going to sound weird, and I don't mean it in a weird okay. way at all, but it's mm-hmm. it's going to sound weird. I could watch Tiger Woods' kid hit golf balls all day long. <laughs> He's playing in that father-son thing, the uh, PNC, whatever it is. It's one of those hit-and-giggle holiday events that they have. But I, I don't know how old he is. He's like 11 or 12. He swings the club just like his old man. It is fascinating to me to watch this kid play golf. On Twitter or Instagram, they'll put it up, and they're like side by side. Oh, my gosh. It's uncanny. Yeah. It's uncanny. He's a little – he's a boy. Like, he's not even a young man. He's a boy, Mm -hmm. and he swings a golf club like a touring professional. It's fantastic. I I, I cannot get enough of Charlie Woods playing golf on TV. More of that, please. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance – all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Talking Chargers, talking the decision to go for it on fourth down, no matter what, because that's how we play football. Can we here go for it on Chargers. fifth down, and then we only get three downs on the next series? Uh, hey. No, you can't. Hey, we you go can't a certain way. Yeah, okay, you go a certain way. But can I just can I just give you all the information? First and goal from the five, didn't get it in. Mm-hmm. Second and goal from the five, didn't get it in. Third and goal, didn't get it in. 
uh, let's maybe, hey, but this is how we play ball. Yeah, but you tried it three times in a row and it didn't work. Maybe we just chip it in, get three, and we all walk off feeling like we got something by, done. By the way, I don't know. Their kicker is hasn't missed a field goal uh, inside of 50 yards. I know he's only <laughs> taken 13. He's 12 of 13. He's 12 of 13 overall. The one kick that he had was, you know, outside of 50 yards. Yeah. Go get the points. Just it, go get the points. It was and, and, it was and, bad. Listen, I, I gave an example of this. You know, Marty Schonheimer was known back you know, just being too conservative. I get it. You know, when that happens, um, I, I get that, you know, it, one of the worst things in football is watching a team that's up and then all of a sudden they play prevent. Like, yeah. I, I love teams that they're going for the first down. They don't care. It's not about, well, we'll run a little bit of clock. No, we're going for the kill. I'm, I'm all for that. I think that's actually a smart way to doing it. But I thought some of those decisions yesterday, the Chargers had a chance to be atop the AFC West, and the coach of the Chargers cost them that opportunity. I genuinely believe that. I think there's a balance of when you take risk and when you just make a stupid play call. I thought some of those were stupid play calls. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. I thought it was – I like the philosophy. I don't like the execution of it along the way. Let's go to Boyle Heights and Camillo. Camillo, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Thanks for taking my call, fellas. <clears throat> Alan, I kind of want to touch on what you had just, just brought up just now, on Losenheimer, with that Losenheimer attitude of prevent defense. <laughs> same, thing yep. with, same thing with North Turner. You know what I'm saying? This is the sure. history of the Chargers. Trust me. I lament that as a Chargers fan. Uh, it's the history. It's our history, right? Um, but I was at the game. Those four downs, that wasn't the issue. The issue was the first, second, and third down when we're what, and goal to goal. When we're running all over them, and all of a sudden, we want to try to pass it into the end zone from the five, from the four. Like, that's the issue. That's the issue. Let's go four times to get it four or five yards on the ground. Let's do it. We've been running all over you the whole game. Every single every single uh, uh, series that we were in, we're running the ball. And then we get down inside the 10, and now all of a sudden, we want to throw it. And, like, what are we doing here? That was the issue. I'm, I'm I got no problem with going for it on fourth down. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, again, there's got to be a balance. You're right. Marty Schonheimer, that's one style. North Turner, that was another style. There's got to be a little bit of a balance. There's times to do it, times not to do it. Trev, they put up 28 points on the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. They put up 28. How good has how good have the Chiefs' defense been? I think they were you know, giving up like something like 13 points a game over the last six weeks. It had been extraordinary. So they had 28 points, and they left nine points on the board. You know, they, yeah. they left nine points there. You could have had 37 points on the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to win a lot of those games. What you can't do is keep a very, very dangerous team in it. And if you think you could kind of get away, or we got away this one, we got away on that one, well, eventually the Chiefs are going to catch you, and they did. Absolutely. Gardena, next stop. Man, got to go to Gardena. No one else other than Manuel. Manuel, what's going on? Hey, fellas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Have a great weekend. All is right in the world when the Chargers go Charger. I mean, watching that game last night, I was just like, man, they're going to win. And it was funny because for a second there, it was like the Chargers were like, no, you take the game, Kansas City. And Kansas City was like, nope, you take the game. It was like, man, you turned over Mahomes a few times and then you pull that dumb crap. Now, moving on, though, I got to get this. How did the NFL come up with moving the Raiders? I mean, is it just their agenda to screw the Raiders every opportunity they get? They haven't moved no games. They repeatedly said, oh, we're not going to move no games. Oh, the Raiders are up? 
yep, moving the game, not only did Gruden get axed over some stuff from the Washington owner, okay, now they want to pull this. Man, as a Raider fan, F you, NFL. All right, hold on, Manuel. I think that's probably a good place to jump in. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of things going how, on right there. I love the laugh. You can't yeah. you try to get in, but you can't. You, wow. Um, old laugh okay. is getting in the way. The, the Raider thing would be far more interesting if they didn't also just move two other games as sure. well. If, you were, yep. if it were just the Raiders who got postponed, then maybe you have a better point, Manuel. But the Seahawks and the Rams have been postponed, and football team and the Eagles have been postponed as well. So there's a handful of games that have been postponed. Um as right, the, the the other the John Gruden thing, like I, I do not want to open up that rabbit hole. But if if John Gruden doesn't send racial stereotypes in emails, he's okay. That Dan Snyder didn't have a gun on him when he typed those emails. He had it on himself. Now the question about why did only my emails come out? That's fair. We'll we'll see how that all plays out. But uh, I don't have a ton of sympathy for sleeve for John Gruden in this situation. Let's try right, one let's, more. Yeah, let's take one more call here. We got Jacob in San Fernando uh, San Fernando Valley. What's going on, Jacob? How's it going, fellas? Uh, I'm a I've been a Chiefs fan for about 20 years, uh, and I actually my first game was yesterday, and I actually was at SoFi Stadium. Hmm. It was an amazing game. I just wanted to touch base or get your thoughts on the lack of home field advantage for the Chargers. Uh, I don't know if it was just my section, but we were hitting them with the Arrowhead and. Uh, anthem, the little arrowhead chant. Uh, How was I not there? Felt, How was I not there? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it felt like it felt like it felt like I was at a home game. Look, the the Chargers have an identity issue as far as their municipality, mm-hmm. right? That that was it a little bit better last night. Fail, like, watching on TV, I wasn't in the building like he was, but. Watching it on TV, the Charger fans made noise at the appropriate times. It, yep. I saw Patrick Mahomes a couple of times with his hands over his ears so he could try to hear the play call uh, getting By the way, they're a good team. They've they got an exciting quarterback. So I think there's but, this is kind of the – you got a chance to be atop the division. If, Trav, they were – you know, if they were 2-11, it's a different story. But there's, there's really good storylines with them right now they, too. They are, but this is – L.A. is not a really good storyline kind of place when it comes to their sports team. It's have you been here a long time and are you good? Mm-hmm. The Dodgers and Lakers have enough goodwill in the bank that you can have a couple of bad seasons and people are going to start coming. SC football is kind of – you saw that it was finally starting to dip. They made a change. They come right back. There are a couple of, like, blue bloods in this city that no matter what people are going to be excited about. But if you're a newcomer, and the Chargers are, and you, that your arrival was met with indifference for the most part, which it was, then you're going to have to really kind of lean into it for a very long time. It, it's just Charger fans uh, – Al, pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. Charger fans from San Diego are not going to be L.A. Charger fans for the most part. They're angry, right? They, and rightfully so. So they're in this weird spot where I don't know how many people that are from Kansas City live in Los Angeles, the area, but probably enough to fill up SoFi. Same thing from Pittsburgh and New England and New York and all these other places. They're going to come see their team. So the Chargers have to kind of lean into this, but I, I don't know how many seasons in a row you can play 17 road games and not have it start to weigh on you at some point. At, at, at one point or another, you're like, man, it would be nice to have somebody pulling for us. What you can't have happen is in a big-time moment like last night, and some people like the aggressiveness, other people don't like it, 
Um, I thought those fourth downs were the difference of the game. And I just kind of go back to this, Trav, something you just mentioned. You're right, because even if there's a there's a good article, Bill Plasky put out an article this morning at LA Times and talked about how the Chargers were positioning themselves for a home game at SoFi, right? A, a playoff home game. Um, I don't know, depending on you know who they would play in that uh, that first round, how many road game or how many uh, of the opposing team would be inside of SoFi. It's it's a think about how big of an advantage it is when you're in Kansas City playing a game. Think sure. about how big of an advantage it is when you're in Denver and you're playing the uh, the Denver Broncos. To have that as a disadvantage when you're here at LA, or it's it's not an advantage at all. You're right. Maybe we don't talk about it enough. Uh, I think it's – you know what it is, Trav? We talk about it, but it's more made fun of rather than how it can actually affect the team. Uh, but it's a, it's a good stance to have. All right. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. How about this, Al? The Simpsons premiered on this day in 1989. 1989. And by the way, they're and still, still going new strong. Epi- yes. They still make new Jeez. episodes during the fall. They're in the middle of another season. The Simpsons made its debut in 1989. Remember, yeah, Bart, they went up Bart against the Cosby great. show. I mean, for the show starting in 19, he looks great. Yeah, he looks good, right? He looks good. Uh, look, here, here's the rub. I'm a huge Simpsons guy. I, mm-hmm. I still watch it um, regularly. I, I mm-hmm. bet you I watch an episode of The Simpsons five or six days a week. I just, it's one of those, I'll flip it on, you know, blast through it real quick. I, I love it. It's kind of weird now to think that the people that were doing the voices in the, in the 80s and in, in the early 90s, they're 40, you know, nearly 40 years older. They're 35 years older. So if you started that show when you were 35, mm-hmm. you're 70 now. It's, 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 and sometimes you can hear it in the voices, and it's just like, well, oh, right. That person's now an elderly person when they were a young person when they started the show. You know what's surprising about the show that it's gone on for this long? There's been so much money made oh from gosh. these characters, right? Like there's been – so whoever's doing the voices, there's been so much money made – I'm surprised, like you just mentioned, somebody could be 70 years old now that they're still doing it. You know, yeah. and, and that, that's not to say. I mean, I, I'm sure there's you know a genuine love for what they do and all that stuff, but it's been going on for so long. The 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 time of hey, I'm 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 uh, hanging it up. I'm calling it down. I'm gonna enjoy all this money, and they're still going at it. Are you a fan? Do you watch the show regularly? No. No, I never have. I never been. I was never a Simpson. I mean, listen, I, I've seen some episodes, but yeah. I'm not going to know it nearly like you would. Emily, are you are you a fan of The Simpsons? Have, I actually the... was never allowed to watch it as a kid. Oh, see, so now you'd fall in the category with my oldest son, who says he wasn't allowed, and my youngest son, it's his favorite show. He complains that I want to get your guys' favorite characters that weren't members of the Simpson nuclear family. But the correct answer is Mr. Smithers. But we can we can do that uh, another time. Harvard has dropped SAT and ACT requirements. Slee, would that have been good news or bad news for young Alan Sliwa? Uh, let's just say San Diego State, I don't know how much they were even paying attention to that to begin with, <laughs> but I was, I was 100% the guy that 
give me, I don't know why, it's kind of funny to me. I'll take more work over one test. I Give me the work. I will grind out the work. I will make it happen uh, for a test. Uh, not exactly the greatest test taker. Yeah, I, I was the exact opposite. Like my, my GPA in yeah, school was were smart. It was it was good, but it wasn't great. It was good. It was A's and B's, right? It, it was kind of middle of the road, three something, right? But that test comes up. Yeah, I'll take that test. Boom. <laughs> Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Woohoo! Option City, baby. I was all of that. They're getting rid of this. This is bad news for people like Travis. That yeah, I figured I, I'm not going to do the, the history assignment, but I can read this passage and tell you what it's about. I got, I got that covered. Let's take more tests. This is terrible news. Yeah, I was like, let's just do more homework. Give me more homework. <laughs> At least we don't have to worry about it because neither of us will be uh, going back to school and attending Harvard. <laughs> All right. So Bill Belichick says that he's going to use hard knocks to yep. get ready to uh, scout his opponent, mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, is there any? I just th- go for it on fourth down again. That's just my <laughs> personal opinion. I there's not actual any football stuff in there, right? Like you can't learn. I get it's drama. It's a good. It's a good show as far as like real life soap operas go. And this guy's going to get cut, or this guy's struggling. This guy's dealing with those. Uh, bad relationship with his girlfriend or whatever it's interesting yeah. but is there a foot like spill peck joint oh now now i know what they're gonna do on third and seven okay there's no but if there's if that. there's any coach that will find some type <laughs> right. of competitive advantage in hard knocks it's probably gonna be uh belichick probably gonna be belichick speaking of uh sitcoms are you a Shit's creek fan i watched the first couple of seasons hilarious um but i i'm not are they still doing it now uh, no, it's gone. It, it's okay. over, but it is How Eugene many seasons Levy's did they birthday. have? How many seasons five, I want to say? Four, I, I want to say I, I saw maybe two seasons of it, and it was good. It was yeah, good. It's, I, oh, I it's, thought it was hilarious. It's super funny. It's Eugene Levy's uh, 75th birthday, so happy birthday to the uh, patriarch of the uh, Schitt's Creek family. So that's good news as well. Uh, how do people find the pod if they want to do it, Slee? All right, so ESPN app or on iTunes, uh, just search uh, Travis and Slee. We'll get to, listen, if you can't catch it live, we'd love for you to listen to the show live, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., but if you can't catch it, always available on the podcast. And you got uh, Lakers pregame show tonight by yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah, Dupree uh, by myself. Uh, Trudell will step in as he's uh, been doing, and uh, John Ireland will be on the uh, TV broadcast with uh, Stu Lance. So it's kind of a lot of juggling going on here, but two games for the Lakers. No Anthony Edwards tonight. He's yep. in health, health and safety protocol, protocols for the Timberwolves. All right, and if you just are getting in the car, remember the Rams have been postponed from Sunday to Tuesday at 4 o'clock. So no Rams game this weekend, but they will play on Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock at SoFi Stadium against the Seahawks. Mason in Ireland coming up next. It's Travis and Slee. We'll see you Monday, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.